Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Pensacola, Florida, it's time for Pensacola Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Keith Overt here, and uh, I'm bringing you a very, very special um, episode of Business Radio X. And um, I guess we're just we're going to name it right after you. I, I think this will be your episode. But uh, I, I am joined here with um, uh, Dr. Gersh from Jabil and uh, Stan, who you all know. Yes, been uh, here several qu- times. Quite Kate. the perpetrator. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and we are here to talk about some really, really cool stuff, uh, uh, technology-wise, and um, really just in the world of, of healthcare. I think we're going to kind of stay in that realm today, but who knows? We may branch off. But um, I'm going to let everybody go around and introduce themselves, and we're going to kind of get into it. So please, by all means. Hi. So my name is uh, Girish Wabre. I'm from uh, uh, Jabil and uh, Nipro Healthcare Devices, and I appreciate Keith and Stan inviting us uh, over for this show. Well, thank you for being here. All the way from, from St. Pete. Yep. That's awesome. Go ahead, Stan, because I don't think they know who you are. Uh, Stanley Harper. I'm from uh, the Pensacola area, and I'm uh, also the chair for the Northwest Florida South Alabama uh, Advocacy Group for the American Diabetes Association. And we're bringing this show as part of... Uh, uh, honor to National Diabetes Month uh, that Congress has uh, initiated. Yeah, and we're, which I think we, you've gotten like 10 proclamations for, haven't you? Yeah, we get proclamations, which we're very thankful for, from uh, Grover yeah. and uh, from the uh, Escambia County Commission, which is uh, at uh, on display at uh, Sacred Heart uh, Diabetes Treatment Center. Yeah, you've, you've done good work. A lot thank, of good work. Thank you, Keith. Uh, he's I'm getting tired. tired. I was going to say he's getting tired. So, okay. So, for those that don't know who J. Bill is and, and really what they all do, um, you do know them. You just don't know that you know them because it's what was it? The top 150 devices that we use has some form of their technology in it. Yeah, about the top 150 products. Yeah. That or brands we use every yeah. day uh, is phones, associated with with uh, J. Bill manufacturing yeah. in some way or form. You know, yes. And they have the NIPRO division, which is also their health and medical division, which uh, Gersh is going to be talking about today. And a lot of neat things coming out of that. Uh, Matter of fact, Jabel just uh, partnered with uh, Johnson & Johnson to take over uh, 14 of their manufacturing facilities, which is... uh, Pretty impressive. (laughs) Pretty impressive. Uh, Jabil is doing a lot of good things in technology. Thank you, guys. Um, so as I would like to put it, JBL manufactures everything from cream cheese tubs to aircraft parts. <laughs> that works, huh? That's the truth too, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so what do you do within within JBL? Uh, I see strategy or strategic capabilities in your title, so you think uh, all day, don't so you? So as I said, uh, JBL manufactures everything from cream cheese tubs to aircraft parts, medical devices, consumer devices, everything in between, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so these different products are manufactured in vertical divisions that service specific customers and specific brands. Uh, Whereas we in the strategic capabilities group uh, work across all these divisions and try to bring in new manufacturing technology uh, that JBL customers can use in order to manufacture uh, manufacture the products. Uh, Specifically, uh, I'm I'm kind of focused on integrating electronics uh, into non-traditional surfaces such as plastics and plastic yeah. sheets and, and so on and so forth. Very cool. Okay, yeah. so what do we need electronics in plastic for? Uh, so we need electronics in plastic for in order to really realize this dream of a connected ecosystem. Yeah. So if you use a product and if that product can sense 
can communicate uh, can compute mm-hmm. uh, then that uh, then that product can allow you to collect data and if it allows you to collect data then you can harness it and make uh, good decisions that are good for your well-being uh, good for your business yeah. and good for society in general yeah very cool so um, I know t- today we're going to talk specifically about this diagnostic catheter but this is a um, this is revolutionary right because it can go inside the heart is that correct Yes, the, it's the small ma- enough. Yeah, the manufacturing technology that is used in this uh, diagnostic catheter is what JBL is working on, and the application can be uh, both invasive, non-invasive. But it's all about connecting extremely small sensors to extremely miniature wires, uh, so that you can add and integrate sensors into uh, devices such yeah. as catheters. I heard you were the man to connect those, actually. Well, like physically, you, you got in there and soldered them, right? Well, not really, but no, it <laughs> didn't work that way. <laughs> Come on, so, Gersh. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so for those that may not really understand sort of the implications of what you just said, um, let's, let's talk about this for a second. So if you can get these sensors inside the heart, you can get a lot more data, I would think, faster, and it's a lot more accurate, correct? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's devices like these that can, uh, or the technologies like these that can also improve uh, devices like continuous glucose monitors and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So you can collect basically a lot of data such as pressure or, or temperature and so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. So how did this come about? Like how does how do you guys end up designing stuff like this? So we, so we understand that the industry and the brands are driving towards adding electronics to products. Mm-hmm. So we take a look at uh, a wide variety of different products and identify uh, use cases where integrating electronics and integrating sensors would be challenging. Then we go back and look into our toolkit and figure out what are the different ways that we can use our toolkit in order to add mm-hmm. these sensors. Uh, sim- for example, a few years back, uh, we added a simple camera uh, from your smartphone to a feeding tube. Yeah. So now a feeding tube that traditionally the, the physician wouldn't see where the feeding tube was going. Right. Um, now, as the feeding tube is in being inserted, uh, the the physician can see. Yeah, so you can drive, right? Yeah. And not end up yeah, making mistakes. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, so I, this is this is what I picture. I picture you guys are all sitting around the table, and you're like, "What's the hardest thing we can figure out to do?" And then you go figure it out, right? It's kind of like yeah, it really is. <laughs> so, uh, what's what's some of the um, neatest things that you've worked on personally? You think? Uh, so I, I I work on the core uh, technology that enables that the next generation solder. Uh, or a process that allows you to print inks and so on and so forth. So although as a system level you see this functionally uh, fully integrated product, uh, at the heart of it are different types of processes Mm -hmm. and folks like me work on these different types of processes uh, that enable them the manufacture. Your office is one big whiteboard, isn't it? It's yeah, one big whiteboard. Yeah, (laughs) very cool, very cool. So, um, uh, okay, so this becomes um, a really a, a revolutionary thing within the the healthcare industry, I would think. But how long before this is actually in market or in hospitals or being used? So I think uh, the the uh, the time it takes to get to use depends on many different things. Mm-hmm. So we create this toolkit for manufacturing, but then we have to identify how reliable it is. Uh, if it goes into a particular product, what are its approval steps and regulation step? Uh, is it a clinical device or is it a consumer device? Yeah. Um, which customer is at a cycle where they want to come up with 
a product that makes use of this manufacturing mm-hmm. so sometimes we develop manufacturing and it takes 5 10 15 years before it goes in production yeah, sure. and sometimes it goes into production within 6 months yeah especially i would think with being inside the human body yeah. they really want to make sure they don't mess up right yep, yep. so um i think one of the things that stan has explained to me which i just thought was very neat is the is the business model of jbill which is that people come to you to design things so they bring you problems and you guys solve them but they they stay the companies right so because it's the, that's how the, that is how um it just carries on and i just thought what a great idea how does a company like that get started you know it's like I, a chain effect yeah 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 i mean you're just sitting around and say yeah we can build well, that collaboration then, oh. is the secret word to technology yeah yeah without it collaboration really a lot of this stuff wouldn't be be accomplished that we have nowadays and and you guys work with a lot of people Yeah so we are around 200,000 people strong all over the wow. world. Yeah. And we have about uh, 26 facilities here in the US as well. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And how many do you get to hang out in? Just one? Uh usually just one but yeah. I do get to travel quite you, a bit. Yeah, so. you can bounce around to the other yeah, ones. Yeah. yeah. So um and they're all over the place. Uh, they're in yeah, India, they're, they're in the world, in yeah. the US and yeah. then just just it's Antarctica or every, I mean just not in Antarctica. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Pretty much every every continent. So um What do you think is your next uh, project after this thing? Uh, so uh, we are continuing to work on um, yeah, evolving uh, the uh, printed electronics technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are kind of looking at different material sets such as inks uh, that can replace uh, traditional electronics like uh, copper and silicon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are looking how to uh, combine the processing power you get with silicon and the flexibility and the conformity you get with these printed inks mm-hmm. uh, so that you can make such uh, conformal uh, flexible devices that yeah. people can wear so commercializing this is kind of what we are working yeah, on yeah it's the next step so what was yeah. that you just had in your hand so th- this essentially is a is a flexible hybrid device where you're able to print circuit traces yeah and then attach uh, standard electronic components to it uh, so if you, you the traditional printed circuit boards mm-hmm. are rigid whereas these structures are flexible and conform yeah. also that they can wrap around your, your so body. now you're into the world of 3D printing uh are you printing circuitry on 3D objects yeah we yeah. Can, yeah so you could potentially create electronics on uh, 3D objects yeah. Yeah. yeah so i uh the last place i was in was a, an accelerator part of the the state's um entrepreneur ecosystem and the lady in the office next to me that's what they were working on they were doing 3D printing on they were doing printing onto um like ball bearings and things like that so that sure. you could get data back from it so yeah, yeah. which I just blew my mind so i told her one of y'all is going to be the next you're going to be the person to make my my virtual reality contact lenses yeah i'm telling it's coming yeah. right it's coming it's yeah. coming see yeah. gary v was right 20 years it won't even take 20 years it's going to be like 5 or 10 man that's be awesome yeah. um so uh, hold the uh, hard thing up for the uh, the camera cuz you got to see how small this is and I mean uh, talking so these about are, these are 38 gauge wires um that are soldered to uh, a pressure sensor here uh, so that you can run through those uh, run these through the catheter so how long did it take for you guys to figure that one out so th- this was about a 3 month effort yeah uh, close to 3 months since uh, conception to to kind of release uh, but what this is is really just a basic process right yeah. now this needs to be figured out how it applies to say um uh, a, a, a device that helps a diabetes patient or a device mm-hmm. that helps a, a sick patient and then really the hard part begins because now you have to really industrialize it and ruggedize it for the final product yeah which is going to so take a little while that takes many years yeah. yeah yeah so um man 
I just, I'm impressed. I just, like, I, I, my brain can't even really wrap around what this can do. Well, that touches, too, on wearable technology. Right. We're reading a lot about now. And uh, Gersh might want to go into that. Uh, there's, like, Dr. Goo working on an, a pancreas that you wear on the outside of your yeah. body. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that takes sensors, and it takes a lot of small uh, needles to regulate the uh, body functions according to what your glucose level is doing. And this wearable, I, I think, too, that uh, one, a couple years ago, I saw where Joe Bell had come out with, and we have a children's hospital here mm -hmm. locally. This ought to be interesting. But babies, they're small, preemies mm -hmm. and all. It's hard to put in ba use invasive devices. Sure. They were able to come up with a baby blanket with sensors in it to actually model uh, monitor all the vital signs yeah so you didn't have to use so you didn't have to so uh, those are some of the areas skin. that sensors are being used too that's cool yeah so and, and our bodies put out a lot of data don't they uh, they put out a lot of data right? yeah. Yes. yeah so um like what what kind of what so what data does this one does this object get specifically so this particular one is a patch uh this is an ecg patch Okay. So if you think of the current way ECGs are done, you have these uh, buttons. Mm -hmm. These buttons get hooked to a wire. Mm -hmm. The wire gets into a box. Right. Right. And then you get uh, a so you, you get a beep 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 yeah. beep. Yeah. So you basically have a patient that's kind of tethered. Uh, so the new wave is to kind of untether mm -hmm. the patient. Uh, so you connect them wirelessly. Uh, so I got Wi-Fi. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So th what this device does is it replaces that button with uh, a printed ink. Okay. And then all the electronics is in a flexible substrates on top. That's amazing. And then there is a flexible battery here. And then a person can wear this and use it as a consumer monitoring device for, okay. for ECG. Now, how do I make sure that Stan doesn't go monitoring my my, my Wi-Fi EKG? And, and that's, that's something that uh, the folks that design the communication protocols mm -hmm. uh, have to embed, uh, have to follow certain standards, have to install certain security features, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right? Very cool. Uh, so from a manufacturing perspective, our job is to make sure to add electronics as, as small as uh, place as possible, mm -hmm. as well as add electronics to uh, different uh, types of structures and substrates. And then there are our counterparts that work in, in the communications, in the electronics, in the algorithms, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, that take care of the other other features. <laughs> a day at work with him would be awesome. It's <laughs> it's got to be like one big think tank, man. It's everybody's just bouncing ideas around all day, huh? Uh, well, sometimes we have to harness the idea and sit down and actually do the work. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are doing a great job, so I, I think this is just great. What do you think this opens the door for um, other technologies coming behind it? What do you, what do you think this is a, the start of? Uh, so es essentially, uh, the the integration of uh, sensors allows you to uh, allows you to really realize this connected ecosystem, and then really, if you can imagine uh, a, a way to monitor a particular vital, and that vital can be of the human body, the vital can be of a vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, that vital can be of a bridge. Uh, so, if you can figure out a signal that allows you to to calculate mm -hmm. what that particular being is going through. And then you can use that signal in order to help mm -hmm. solve a problem. Yeah. Um, then I think the the the, um, the applications are limitless uh, for such technology. Do you think um, Do you think this kind of stuff will become um, permanent, sort of integrated into our? In, I mean, not microchipped, you know, but that's sort of where we're heading, right? I mean, is this something? Is this the kind of technology that you would 
wear all day like you do your watch or your phone and then you know if you get sick or something go to the hospital they just plug into your 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 box i guess yeah, right and maybe not even plug into because if, oh, it's example, wi-fi right yeah, for just example in this case the uh, the the patch connects to your phone via bluetooth yeah and then the phone obviously com communicates to the cloud yeah so actually one of the ideas behind the connected ecosystem is uh, if uh, say a diabetic patient is having a sugar episode yeah. right then that information is already relayed to the caregiver uh, before the caregiver actually arrives to yeah to yeah they don't even have to be, be have to be in the same place right same place, yeah. yeah so it's kind of untethering the system yeah. yeah so so we would have a head start on epidemics like flus or any kind of disease that would jump we would we would just really be able to regulate yeah, so things I, happening right that's actually an interesting point because uh, one of the applications of of this technology is to be able to create lab on chip devices mm -hmm. uh, so that you can now have distributed monitoring so you have these lab on chip devices at different places so instead of taking a sample from a location mm -hmm. and going it going to a laboratory to have an analysis made mm -hmm. you can make the analysis at the spot where right. the contaminant is live right live, yeah. yeah and you don't, may not even have to be there physically yep right so do you think that scares people um, I think if you can uh, use the technology uh, well yeah. and uh, and control it, I think there's a lot of good that can come out. I, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. So um, uh, when we leave here today, you're going to speak at um, at UWF for the Center for Entrepreneurship, correct? Well, yeah, they're sponsoring it. Uh, it'll be at the College of uh, Health. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that'll be this afternoon at 4:30. Uh, it is open to the public. And any of our medical uh, facilities, professionals in the community are welcome to attend too. Uh, this will be uh, good information for them about our medical technology of the future yeah. coming about. Yeah. So do you find doctors getting excited when you show them this stuff? I think or are they like, ah! <laughs> there, is, there is a mixed uh, bag, but I think a lot of doctors want to use uh, uh, technology. Uh, yeah. But they want to also make sure, because their primary goal is to make sure the patients are treated well. Uh, so they want to make sure that the technology is robust, the technology is well proven. Sure. And once that's done, uh, it gets starts getting adopted. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you find is is the stuff that you guys are building now? Is it a lot of American companies? Is it worldwide? I mean, is it is it a hodgepodge of of industries and in, in, yeah, in, in countries a, that are involved? Huge, yeah, it's a huge mix of uh, of different organization companies and geographical locations. Yeah. yeah, so it's sort of in the benefit of like the World Health yeah, to kind of yeah. collaborate together. Right, yeah, right. Very cool. Hey Keith, I just thought of something that uh -oh. we can use the drone technology because now I won't have to dial nine one one when my blood sugar <laughs> no. gets low. It's just going to send they the just signal. send the drone out. Out, it yeah. uh, robot comes out. Yeah. Injects Bring me with your glucose, pizza, your orange juice, your glucose. You're good to go, side. man. Yeah. It just bills my credit card yeah. directly. There you so, go. Uh, oh, and they're not far away from that. From no, I they're understand. not. <laughs> I, I, I think there's just some regula regulatory things that they are uh, working with. But um, uh, what what else to, about diabetes? Month? I know you've been very busy so far. So it's a uh, it's a uh, growing. We just found out in March while I was in D.C. that. Uh, Diabetes now has become the number one condition, wow. costliest condition in the country at $327 billion a year. Wow. That is uh, staggering. And a lot of it very treatable. It, in, uh, in top two is, because yeah. as we found out last year on your show as well, yeah. top two is preventable yeah. in a lot of cases because it's a cause through our environment, sure. our lifestyles. Yeah. So, but uh, type one, you're insulin dependent, 
no, that is through pancreas problems yeah. and uh, not being able to produce the hormone insulin to control uh, uh, the body yeah. uh, when it, t- it has food intake and all that. So yes, there's a lot going on uh, and research is very important. Uh, yeah. A lot of the universities that rely on in, you know, research money, uh, that's one reason that I go to D.C. every year, to lobby Congress to, for NIH and CDC funding, because a lot of this goes to people like Dr. Gersh uh, and you know, also Dr. Gu mm-hmm. uh, to d- develop these yeah. products. And then they go to people like J. Bill. Can you help us make this, get this on the market, you know, yeah. uh, which uh, is always needed. It takes money to bring these new, this new technology to the pro- to, out to the public. Yeah, yeah. And that also brings me to another one, and Dr. Uh, uh, Gersh may want to talk to us about. One of the things we hear about is why does it take so long for technology to come about? Uh, we know that there's FDA rules, mm-hmm. but there's also been talk we need to revolutionize the pharmaceutical and medical mm-hmm. industries. Do you want to give any insight on that? Or? So I, I think from a manufacturing perspective, again, I'll go back to kind of my drumbeat, right? It's mm-hmm. about adding sensors. So one of the examples of uh, adding sensors is to an inhaler. Uh, so we have an inhaler that um, has a whole bunch of sensors. And when, when the patient takes the drug, it measures the pressure, it measures the time, the temperature, it mm-hmm. measures what time they took the dose, it measures at what angle they took the dose. So as you can see, it's collecting a lot of data. Now, if, if, uh, if the companies can harness that data and make good insights out of that, mm-hmm. that can change the way medicine is taken, yeah. right? So earlier, you just take the medicine whenever uh, there is a 50% chance that you may not take medicine because of there is right. an adherence issue. So by adding these uh, sensors to these devices, uh, you can prob- you can change the way medicine is is delivered and taken mm-hmm. by by patient by making them more aware uh, of of the information that 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 is necessary to make that and, decision. And you would know of any of the good or bad effects immediately, right? Yeah. So how long before one of those one of those EKG patches is a is an insulin distributor already? You know, and you just go and if you it, it picks up and if your insulin's dropping, it just goes ahead and so, lets it soak through your skin. So, yeah. so, so again, that's the next idea. I yeah, just gave I it mean, to you, didn't yeah, I? <laughs> it, I mean, it, it, it's it's one of the ideas, right? But again, it it really depends on how the product companies want to organize uh, the delivery of the next generation of the device, right? Our job in the ecosystem is to enable that from mm-hmm. a manufacturing perspective, right? So, I think time scales uh, are are really dependent on um, on how how uh, the uh, the ecosystem around us mm-hmm. is changing to make this happen. Yeah. Do you find um, people being very acceptive of uh, accepting of, of the change coming or is it sort of... So we so from a consumer lifestyle perspective, we notice that uh, variables are exploding mm-hmm. uh, that continue to, continue to grow. Uh, how the patients uh, or the consumers make use of that data uh, only time can tell. Yeah. But I think there is an increasing number of people that are using variables in order to educate themselves, in order to coach themselves. Yeah. And that's another uh, aspect of um, helping folks with uh, with diabetes, right, mm-hmm. is, is bringing that coaching element. And I think a lot of the larger brands that deliver uh, these devices and deliver these medicines are also developing an ecosystem around the device yeah. uh, so that they can coach the patients in... in uh, uh, 
taking uh, medicine mm-hmm. uh, and taking therapies and living a, a better lifestyle. So, and I think I think overall people are taking a lot more responsibility for their health or at least maintaining their health outside of the hospital. Like when you go home, you're 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 actually doing the things that you're supposed to be doing and following through and edu- like you said, educating yourself. And obviously with WebMD and things like that, you can you can you know fill your brain with all kinds of knowledge now because of Google and. Well, that might be one of the where they're getting some of that data. We're reading now where by 2030, the general practitioner as we know it could be obsolete yeah. because of teledoc, uh, the censoring devices yeah. that uh, Gersh was just talking about with us. Phones are now with our cameras mm-hmm. that he was mentioning that they develop and all this. It's changing the, our, our lifestyle for the yeah. future. So really a lot of our medical is changing these technology companies are changing the way we deliver medicine yeah yeah it's going to be like star trek we're just going to stand in a tube it's going to scan us and fix everything isn't it yep it'd be cool wouldn't it (laughs) it would be cool (laughs) or uh or um uh what's the movie a tron where he's just changing the code puts it back in that's it yep so very cool well um is there anything else that we need to cover that i may have missed or Uh, no i i think the biggest thing is uh we welcome everybody to come out from anywhere in the community uh, yep. this afternoon at 4.30 to the uh, UWF uh, yep. College of Health building uh, at 4.30. And, and then the uh, students, do the students get to do a little meet and greet too, right? If they're if Yeah, they're going to do that at 3.30 yeah, in the so same building. That's yes. cool. That's, yes. that's very neat of you to do that. I think no, these it's, kids... It's important for us to also um, uh, work with the future stakeholders, yeah, sure, uh, both as employees as well as consumers, in order to uh, uh, to foster it. So it's, I guess, it's part of our job. Very neat. So, well, I want to thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate. Um, um, I could sit here and pick your brain for hours, but I know you, you've got places to go and, and things to do. So, um, you can find us at Picola Radio X on Twitter. You can find us at Picola BRX on Facebook, or you can find us at Pensacola Business Radio dot com or at businessradiox.live or at businessradiox.com or all over the place so but uh, this has been Pensacola Business Radio where business is good and your work matters mm-hmm.